0: This trip was brought to you by a good friends at CoinKite. CoinKite's here; they build the best Bitcoin hardware in the space. I'm rubbing my block clock right now. Have you ever rubbed your block clock, Logan? Oh, no, I'm not weird. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. It's not a rubbing product; it's a looking product. You look at it; it gives you great stats on the Bitcoin network. You set it up; it's a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing piece of hardware keeps you updated on what's going on in Bitcoin. That's just one thing. That's just like the fun things that CoinKite makes. They're very fun. They're very cool. They also make the best security hardware in the Bitcoin space. Their wallets, the MK4, and the Q1 both come with two secure elements. Uh, Both are NFC-enabled. Both allow you to create private public key pairs offline in an air-gap fashion so your private keys never touch the internet. You can add entropy. To your private key with dice rolls as well with both products a bit different mk4 looks like a little calculator the q1 is a full keyboard device with a bigger screen uh, qr scanning capabilities uh, and it has a battery pack as well again the most secure hardware on the market allows you to create your private public keys in an air gap fashion it's the best way to do it adding entropy to it as well eliminate single points of failure cold card Helps you do that with their hardware by keeping your stuff offline. They also have the SATS card, the tap signer, the SATS chip, a bunch of things. Go check it out at Coinkite.com. Try RHR. Just try it. Tell me what happens. Nobody's told us. Logan, have you tried it? Uh, I have not. Have you tried it? I have not. Maybe it's on me. Maybe I should go try it. This trip was also brought to you by our good friends at Unchained. We talked about them in this episode. They're doing it the right way. They're a financial institution of the future, building their whole company off of Bitcoin's native multi-sig properties. They have their Vault product, which is a 2 or 3 multi-sig, in which you hold two keys. Unchained holds one. Since you have those two keys, you control your Bitcoin. You can move it whenever you see fit. If you're ever in a pinch and need unchained to be the second in the two or three multi-sig quorum the second signature they're there for you Uh, they have the trading desk where if you buy bitcoin through their trading desk it goes straight to that vault that you set up so there's no pulling out keys wallets addresses you buy bitcoin it goes straight to your multi-sig cold storage vault single points of failure are eliminated in that model unchained never holds the bitcoin you don't buy on unchained it sits on exchange no you buy it goes straight to your multi-sig cold storage Whether you're an individual, high net worth individual, a family office, an institution, a sovereign wealth fund looking to buy Bitcoin, hit up Unchained Trading Desk. Go to unchained.com slash trading to check it out and enjoy this rip of Rabbit Hole Recap. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free.
1: You talk about a Fed just gone nuts. All, all the central banks going nuts.
2: So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world
1: where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Yeah, you probably
2: should be. Matt, asking, you're asking us to wait when it took you like literally 30 minutes to
1: name this episode. <laughs> Uh, you name you actually named this episode, and it was a, it was a group effort. It was a group effort.
2: That was the that was the longest it's taken us in a while.
1: I mean, I really we should have just named it the "Bank Runs Continue." No, nah, that's getting old. It's getting played out. Uh, I don't think so. I think the bank runs will continue. The bond runs are happening right now. No, no one gives a shit about bonds. There's people out there who give a shit about bonds. There's a lot of
2: boomers out there that have an 80-20 bond stock portfolio that are shaking in their boots.
1: I am proudly left side of the bell curve. Stay humble, stack sides. Ignore the bonds. Completely irrelevant. I have no idea even where, where to read those charts.
2: Bonds failing is the top of funnel for people getting into Bitcoin, so they're not completely irrelevant.
1: Does like the average person own bonds, or like their pensions just own bonds and they don't even realize they own bonds?
2: Their really, retirement accounts they they own a lot of bonds.
1: That's what, but like, is it like actually in their account that they see it? Yeah, I think so. I don't have a retirement account. I just have Sats. <laughs> it's the best retirement account. There you go. Stack Sats, not bonds. I contributed to a 401k
2: the first couple years out of college. I don't know where it ever happened to that.
1: That's like a worse form of being an open source contributor. Significantly worse. How do you not not know where your 401k is? I I quit the job. Just never followed up. I don't know. It was a bad joke, but (laughs) uh, you you should find out where your 401k is.
2: I'm gonna get go search. I'm gonna go looking for it. I'm gonna go looking for it. Try and convert it to sets. Ah, what a week. How was your 4th of July?
1: I love 4th of July. It's a great holiday. It um, is. it's a, it's a good time to remember, you know, what our founding fathers actually fought for. Um, and how much, how much they put up at risk? They put so much at risk to fight for what they believed in and to fight for freedom. And I just feel like most Americans have forgotten that. Um,
2: yeah, these people also, would be
1: labeled yeah. Go
2: on uh, treasonous insurrectionist today if they were around.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And uh, nowadays, Americans can't even resist a uh, identity verification on Twitter for. Longer Twitter videos. It's true. It's true. But then of course, July fourth, I love fireworks, I love barbecues, cold beers with friends. It's a yeah. good time.
2: We had um I'm around a lot of family, so we had a little bike parade with all the kids. Twenty strong. Two accidents. But everybody everybody survived. It's a good day. Good day, good beach day, too, down here at the Jersey Shore. Water was warm. Vibes are high. The 4th of July on a Tuesday is pretty treacherous. Because the weekend Why? starts, like, cause it's like it's, essentially, have, like, six days of a holiday. Starts, like, the Thursday before.
1: It was a little bit crazy that day. Uh, and I'm one of those people that I feel like there's too many federal holidays. But July 3rd wasn't a holiday. It's no. kind of weird.
2: I recorded a podcast on July 3rd.
1: Like if July 4th is... If July 4th is on a Tuesday, you should get Monday. I mean, they should at least close the banks on Monday. They already close the banks on Saturday and Sunday. Might as well just make it a... A four four-day peak. holiday. Yeah. I
2: don't know people need to move money, man.
1: I mean, they keep adding new holidays. They might just... I don't know. It's weird. Federal holidays are an interesting microcosm, right? Because it's it's only a holiday for some people. There are people that always work on every holiday. Because there's people that expect, you know, you expect to go out to the store or something on a federal holiday and be able to buy something at the store. Someone's yeah. got to work at the store. Yeah,
2: the hot dog stand was open the Fourth of July.
1: Hot dogs. I mean, imagine closing the hot dog stand. It's like, oh, it's a holiday. We're not gonna not going to sell hot dogs on the busiest day of the year.
2: I'm going to hit the beach. I'm going to hit the beach. It literally is the busiest day. I dreaded 4th of July as a young hot dog salesman. The lines were, were treacherous.
1: I like BGC Penn's idea. If we make every day a holiday, there'll be no more bank runs. What if, yeah.
2: Maybe that's how how they bring it about they're like hey we're just gonna go on a long holiday two weeks we're gonna close down the banks well that's what down.
1: that's what lebanon did yeah it just wasn't a federal holiday it was a bank holiday
2: yes that never ends they're still on their bank holiday worst kind of holiday and, uh, they're burning down the banks because of it saying get back to work we need our money shouldn't joke about it. it's no laughing matter as you freaks can see, Larry Fink came out of the closet this week. (laughs) Likes Bitcoin, digital gold, very big, about face. It's actually funny because last night I got dinner with a good friend of mine who actually works at BlackRock. He was a little pissed at Larry Fink because the internal messaging (laughs) what clients would ask about Bitcoin in the past was like, it's just a tool for money laundering. We're not taking it seriously. (laughs) Now they have to go back to their clients and be like, yeah, it's actually digital gold.
1: Well, BlackRock doesn't launder money because whenever they do, they're corrupt enough that it doesn't constitute as money laundering whenever they break the rules.
2: Did you, have you not been on Twitter? Did you not see my most viral tweet ever? Uh, Which one was that? It was about BlackRock essentially taking laundered U.S. taxpayer money in this Ukraine deal.
1: No, I'm I'm uh, I've initiated a soft boycott of Twitter since uh, Elon locked it down. Yeah, he locked it down hard. It was what I expected, but it happened quicker than I. It was he unrolled it quicker than I expected, making forcing you to log in to view tweets and also, um increasing the effective shadow ban on non-identity verified users uh, limiting us to 600 tweets viewed per day
2: yeah it completely ruined tweet deck too like doesn't they rolled out like a new tweet deck client it sucks
1: and tweet decks for blue checks only
2: still not as good as it used to be it was perfect. part of the-
1: you're part of the problem, Marty. You'll realize it sooner, sooner rather than later. But trying I'm fight, trying to fight the good fight right now. I'm Noster only. At least I have been for the last five days. So come join me on Noster freaks. What client are you using? I'm using primal primal.net. Great client. Incredible clients. You know, I I've, I've always battled with it because I have no social I've had for a decade I've had no social media besides Twitter. Um no Instagram, no Facebook, no TikTok, no Snapchat, no LinkedIn, fuck LinkedIn. Um but I only had Twitter. And I you know, I justified it for all these different reasons or whatever. But um this is the final straw, I think, and uh, Noster fixes this. Freedom Tech will win. Um, this 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 era of corporate social media that is centrally controlled by these big tech companies that are in, in their own right controlled by BlackRock and the World Economic Forum, I think we'll look back at it's a very dark part of our history, especially kids growing up in it. It's really fucked up. And I think um, – you know, we talk about on here, we talk about the power of independent news and independent media. I think there's also going to be a reckoning in terms of influencer culture and influencer incentives. Because, I mean, influencers are a key part of this problem. Like, it, the, I, I, I think, you know, the Freedom Tech movement is one of personal responsibility and influencer incentives are the exact opposite. Influencers, you know, want you to be completely dependent on them uh, and rely on them for everything because if, if you trust them blindly, then they can monetize you to their fullest. They are purely engagement focused. Uh, they have they they'll throw out their principles to get a little bit more reach and get a little bit more engagement to get their audience attached to them a tiny bit more.
2: Are you trying to call um, me an influencer?
1: I'm I I didn't I'm not referring to hey, this is bigger than you, Marty. Um okay. But um, I, I think there'll be a reckoning. And, uh, you know, if you look at corporate media, you look at corporate media and, and where are the broken incentives of corporate media, the main broken incentive of corporate media is that they're owned by who funds them, uh, all the advertising partners and, and equity holders. Um, and if you look at centralized social media, it is a similar landscape. You know, BlackRock owns CNN, BlackRock owns fucking Elon, BlackRock owns Facebook um and if you speak out of line on the cnn you get deplatformed and you lose money and if you speak out of line on twitter you're going to get deplatformed. you're going to lose reach and you're going to lose money and uh it's it's a similar incentive structure we're just watching it play out in real time and it just hasn't been developed fully yet so um i do think there's going to be a bit of a reckoning and i, I it's, it's, it's going to take a little bit longer than people expect
2: what's your beef with the people of the Czech Republic, you'd be, you'd be calling out okay. the blue checks. I don't know if I can support this.
1: I, lo- I love the Czech Republic and the, the people there are, are great, great vibes, beautiful country. Um, and Rob, Rob
2: Hamilton makes a very good point in the comments that blue Check Marty never rugged him on the Bitcoin park
1: hat. So, um, We are going to have a hat for you, Rob, when you come next week at the Lightning Summit. Uh, We look forward to hosting you. Um, uh, Rob is a blue check as well. So there's a little bit of Stockholm syndrome going on with blue checks. I saw that um, uh, when Elon made his move, you and the other blue checks all retweeted that guy who was basically like, oh, like Elon's doing this to protect you against DARPA and the deep state. Um, there's a, there's, there's there. a little bit of Cope there, Marty. There's no, a little bit of Cope just trying to justify- uh, Tom from Standard called me out. Your controller. I want to be clear there. Uh, Tom's an ally
2: a, in that regard. I don't believe it was an intentional move by Elon to prevent the intelligence apparatus from scraping data to feed into their AI. They I don't have just, uh,
1: to, they don't have to scrape data. He just sends it directly to them. Yeah. Uh, you you uh, so you think that a guy who sends fucking rockets into space and is blanketing the um, is blanking blanketing the
2: the well, sky with that his satellite
1: but, uh, is not connected to the deep up, state.
2: He sets up go- he sets up government contracts. So that's like being in foreseeing consequence of the policy that it forked that, and now he could see it as a great opportunity to go to these intelligence agencies and be like, hey, yeah, pay me a contract deal and I'll give you all the information you want. I can totally see that. Um, but I thought that video was just interesting because it highlights how historically they've gotten access to that data to build those models and create these webs of association and list, if you will.
1: Yeah, and I, I never mean, that was, that, that was just a blue check uh, posting his cope and then other blue checks amplifying it to justify their decision. Yeah. But congratulations on your viral tweet, Marty.
2: Bring it up, Logan, because I think it is does tie into <laughs> to BlackRock. Did you see this, uh, Max Blumenthal from the Gray Zone? He did a testimony in front of the U.N.,
1: uh, yes, I did. I, I saw it on Noster because because uh, I posted it there too. No, because um, you posted the Twitter paywalled version or the Twitter walled version and then Gigi posted it with the beautiful highlight saying, for those of us who don't have the mark of the beast. It's the mark of the beast. Interesting. False um, prophet. I got to figure out
2: how to upload videos to Noster. It's not easy on Thomas. They never actually, at least from mobile. They never actually finish uploading. But no, I think Max Blumenthal from the gray zone. He sat in front of the UN. I think it was the Security Council this week to give testimony on some deep dive investigative journalism they did to find the receipts on where the money's is going to uh, so all this aid we're giving Ukraine. And there's many instances of misappropriation of funds. The one I highlighted in the tweet is... Quoting Max, we found $4.5 billion worth of payments from the U.S. agency for international development to pay off Ukraine's sovereign debt, much of which is owned by the global investment firm BlackRock. So like we've been told this story that all this U.S. taxpayer aid is going straight to Ukraine so that they can pay for weapons and um, their defense against Russia. And it's just going to pay off sovereign debt that BlackRock owns and some other... The Social Security Agency sent money to some weird company that is historically corrupt. It's just insane how close the US taxpayers are getting with this whole Ukraine aid.
1: Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so that's why BlackRock shouldn't control our media as well. No.
2: We should not. That's why we're the media now. Black Blackrock will never control us.
1: Blackrock controls the blue checks indirectly. No, they don't. Yeah, because the Blackrock Blackrock controls Elon, and Elon controls the blue checks. You you just have to think a few steps ahead. Here's the thing. Like, I don't need to convince you. I don't even need to convince the blue checks in the audience because it's going to age like fucking wine. Like, it's going to be so obvious to everybody.
2: Oh, it is already obvious. It is already obvious. He's, so, so. You just weaponize. You weaponize the abilities they give you to attack them.
1: He's, he's going, he's going I just weaponize.
2: I just weaponize the blue check against BlackRock. Roger, Roger Stone retweeted that me. I thought that was funny.
1: He's he's going to he's going to um, make it so that if you want to have any kind of reach on Twitter, if you want to have any kind of reach on Twitter, you are going to need to have the blue check. He's going to do soft incentives, which we've already seen him unroll, but also hard incentives like rate limiting. If you don't verify your identity, the identity verification is going to get more strict. He's going to continue to serve ads to blue checks because blue checks are still the product this idea that you're paying for the product means you're not the product is not is not true in this sense he's using that against people's uh logic and reasoning to make them feel like they're not the product anymore once they pay for it they're actually a a a greatly more valuable product uh once they verify their identity he's going to continue serving ads he's going to give you a cut of revenue of the ads he serves to the people that respond to your tweets and then and he's going to incorporate payments across the whole stack essentially cbdcs across the whole stack and then if you act out of line if you if you if you anger elon or the people that control elon he's going to cut you off from that revenue stream and he's going to cut you off from the reach and the blue checks are going to all act super surprised. Everyone's going to act fucking crazy, you know, like, "Oh my god! Like, how could he do this? Like, this is ridiculous." He deplatformed me, blah blah blah, and they'll do whatever he asked, asks asks as a requirement to get back onto the platform. And he'll have control over this whole this whole anyone who re- relies on on Twitter as a medium outlet. And um, meanwhile. Freedom tech like Noster and whatnot will be built out on the sidelines in parallel. And it'll be ready for people when they, when they realize the need. And I, I think it probably comes to the head around the election cycle, around election season, which is starting to heat up, but, um, it's hard to pinpoint an exact timeline, but it seems pretty obvious to me.
2: Yeah. It's obvious to me too. That's to why time being this weaponized blue check. Against the black rocks of the world. The cross post on Noster, and when the time comes, like all right, deuces Satoshi, Twitter.
1: We'll see. We'll see what fun. your line is. It's been fun. I guess we'll find out. We will.
2: Should we talk about Bitcoin? We jump at the Clark's dashboard.
1: Let's go for it.
2: Give the freaks an update on the state of the network price of Bitcoin is $30,275 cuck bucks. One cuck Bucks going to get you $3,303 sats, currently sitting at a $588.0 billion market cap. We are at block height. block height. I'm talking about BlackRock too much. I'm talking about black height. Uh, block height, 797 Aesthetically pleasing block, if I do say so myself. We are currently 871 dollars uh, Blocks away from the next difficulty adjustment, which is estimated to be on July twelfth, so six days from today, next Wednesday. Uh, that's looking like a one point nine percent upwards adjustment. Blocks been coming in in nine minutes and fifty seconds on average, and I believe the last difficulty adjustment happened right before we recorded last week's. So we already talked about that. According to Clark's mempool, there are 61,704 transactions in his mempool. It's big news of the week. Fourth of July week here in the States, according to Wiz's mempool, there's 148,167 transactions in his mempool. 103 blocks until the mempool clears as of right now. And a few freaks have been paying attention to the unconfirmed transactions, as we've been reading them off in the beginning of the episode, last week was around 350,000. So more than 50% below where it was last week. Matt, are you nervous?
1: Busy mempools have been so normalized that, um, Marty is excited that there are less than 150,000 pending transactions in mempools.
2: That sounds like some cope. <laughs> sounds like some cope. Uh, Last but not least, there are currently 8,090.85 Bitcoin in unspent capacity in Samurai's Whirlpool. According to Clark's uh, dashboard, that is 244.9 million cuck bucks in unspent value. That is the state of the network. Getting ever closer to block 800,000. We are less than 3,000 blocks away. 2,535 blocks. Should be, should hit block 800,000 probably like two and a half weeks from now. Like July 25th. It's
1: exciting. Nice round no, number.
2: No significance at all.
1: <laughs> round numbers are exciting. It's like palindromes. Um, Logan, can you go to primal.net slash Odell? Marty, I uh, posted a tweet of yours. I would like you to can you can you just scroll down? Can you read this? Can you read this tweet to the audience? I can't see it. Let me go. i slash
2: Odell. creepy smile this guy has as he explains how governments can use blue checks. <laughs> this is not this is this is fake news
1: i just i replaced cbdc's with blue checks in your tweet and tell me how you're not complicit
2: i mean yeah i mean cbdc's and blue checks are completely disconnected. The CBDC is way more powerful than the blue check. Again, you have freedom of association with the blue check. You can leave whenever CBDC, you'll be forced. No, I just didn't. gave you every post. On Master. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a false equivalency. With that.
1: I don't think I so. I think there's a lot no. of equivalencies no. between CBDC rollout and uh, you are England blue check plan
2: we are completely overblowing all this. Like Elon can't force you to use his platform; they can force you to use a CBDC.
1: No one's gonna force me to use a fucking CBDC. They're gonna try. I'm gonna fucking opt out.
2: I am too. I'm gonna try too. That's what uh, actually that episode I recorded a couple weeks ago with John Titus from Vince. He brought up a really good point which is if the government would have to be the government, obviously Congress labels the CBDC as legal tender in your business that turns down the CBDC um, uh, to, to pay off the debt to a customer. A customer comes in to a bodega, buys a, a bottle of water and they go to pay in the CBDC and you don't accept it. Like that's technically illegal They offered you legal tender. You didn't take it, so they can actually take the water bottle and run. So, long story short, whether you're a goods business or a service business, like you'll be forced to accept the CBDC if it's labeled as legal tender. Because if you do not, technically, according to U.S. law, an individual can essentially take advantage. Like if you rendered a service and you asked to pay later. go To pay in the CBDC, you don't accept it, they don't have to pay you at all legally. Like, if that went to the courts and you're like, Hey, they've been paying me my money, it's like, Well, they offered CBDCs and you didn't take it, and it's legal tender. So, like, actually, no, you lost out on that that potential sale. Just an interesting technicality.
1: I mean, that's how they that's how fiat works,
2: yeah. And that's why, like,
1: but that's, but that's why like, non-cash
2: businesses, like, but in the beginning, in the life.
1: beginning, though, Marty, like, that's like what they're going to use for CBDCs are soft incentives. If if you if you don't if you don't interact with CBDCs, you're going to be at a disadvantage to everybody else. Um, that that is going to be the. Uh, the main incentive uh, to push people into using CBDCs. Uh, we are going to probably see it with helicopter money. You know, sign up for the CBDC wallet. You get certain amount of money that expires that you're not allowed to spend on certain things. Um, and if you if you don't if you don't you know sign up for it and connect it to your identity, then you don't get that money. Um, we're going to see certain, you know, services and whatnot that you need to pay for with your CBDC. Uh, probably mostly in the beginning, focus on government services, but there'll be all these different soft incentives. Um, and we saw we saw a pretty similar kind of situation in certain jurisdictions um, with vaccine with vaccine passports, uh, movement licenses. Um, we you know technically uh some some politicians would say oh you know we didn't force you to get the vaccine but we just said that you know if you didn't uh if you didn't comply then you can't go to any of the restaurants in this area or movie theaters in this area or fly on a plane or cross a border and uh, so we're going to see a lot of different games played in in that regard And I think it will be a test of people's principles, whether or not they participate. And I will say a lot of the people that are um, loudly exclaiming that they will not use CBDCs are going to use CBDCs. Uh, And they're going to have many excuses for it. And there's probably going to be like a 15-minute blue check video. About the reasons why they ha- they they're using it, and it's going to be retweeted, and it's going to be part of the narrative. And you know, Twitter will have its own, you know, uh, CBDC wallet, and you'll pay for your blue check with your CBDC after you scan your eyeballs, and and life goes on. But I'm going to opt out of that shit.
2: I believe it when I see it. Yeah. I'm actually pretty pretty optimistic that the growing disdain with our government could hit a point where people are just like, No. You're not doing this to us. Could be wrong though.
1: The people that like go to the store and pay with Apple Pay right now and like Venmo and PayPal and shit, like those people. They're gonna decide like now that that's the line. That's the line. People
2: are people are not very happy with the government right now, which is a good thing. I mean, better if it would be better if we didn't have to be completely disgusted by our government. But I mean, you see the videos: Hunter Biden's doing cocaine on the White House balcony.
1: Yeah, it's technically not. It's technically not a CBDC. I just paid with my Twitter wallet at the store.
2: No, well, Elon was tweeting about that today. You see that? Uh, you're not on Twitter. But he's tweeting about Twitter payments. There's a bunch of uh, crypto bros talking about how stable coins would be better.
1: Well, I have a, I have an item in the list that's about how Bitwage cut off USDC for Americans because of regulatory situation. And I think that's pretty relevant because... Um, we, uh, there's this, we've talked about this in the past. This is this weird honeymoon phase uh, with incredibly centralized regulation, vulnerable uh, stable coins where government has just been very slow to react. Um, and uh, we're, we're starting to see the repercussions here. And, and this is where Bitcoin really shines because Bitcoin makes a bunch of trade-offs so that it's not relying on any trusted third parties. So of course, if you have a centralized, uh, a centralized pegged to the dollar token, um, you know people will find that uh, useful to them if they don't have to worry about true censorship, which is censorship coming from from regulators and and governments, and and we're starting to see this play out. And and really, USDC can go two ways. Um, they could either get thrown in jail or they almost become a de facto CBDC on their own. And I, I, it's interesting because we, we say the word CBDC, right? But at the end of the day, what does that mean? Um, I think some people would, uh, including some of our friends, would have a very strong dictionary definition of what a CBDC is. But to me, in practice, what that looks like is a, is a digital money that is surveilled and controlled. Um, and if you look at most of our digital payment systems today, they already are. Uh, So in my mind, the CBDC is already here. Most people have accepted it. Most people have preferred it. Most people choose not to use cash. They choose to use these surveilled and controlled digital payment systems. Um, So, yeah, I I think the distinction between that versus a quote-unquote true CBDC are not as extreme as people make it seem.
2: Yeah, and as is tradition when I'm recording from down the shore, I have to give props to all the small towns that are littered with predominantly cash-only businesses. Forced to have cash on on you down the shore. It's a beautiful thing. Most places don't take cards down here. I would agree. The, um, the power of convenience is very powerful. Unfortunately, for most people who will get cattle herded into the Panopticon
1: until they get burned. When people get burned visibly, like when their hands are on fire, they figure it out. And we just have to have the tools and education ready for them at that moment.
2: Yeah, it's not going to be until they go to the butcher, try to buy a steak. And the CBDC wallet or Venmo or Apple Pay says, excuse me, sir, you've had too much steak this month. they are going to be like, what the hell? Oh, you take it from here.
1: Not a soundboard, but it should be a soundboard option. Um, I mean, while Marty is getting arrested, I'm going to open the list. Um, we had Kraken this week was forced to turn over data to the IRS. Um, KYC data on their users, tr- full transaction history, uh, full identification information. Uh, it's not clear if it's U.S. users only um, or if it's global users, uh, but Kraken fought this and they failed. Uh, Coinbase has previously fought this and they failed. Uh, that was almost five years ago. And uh, it just goes once again to show the dangers of KYC. Um, the KYC itself is the illicit activity that people should be aware of the trade-off they are making when they are signing up for one of these centralized regulated services and providing their identification information. It could leak. It could be forced to be shared, like this is happening right now under being compelled with a gun to their head. Um, And I would just reiterate one last time that the way I look at it is Bitcoin isn't KYC'd it's the individuals that are KYC, they're added to lists um, with their identifying information and their transaction history. Um, And if you are gonna use one of these services, it's imperative uh, that you learn how to use privacy tools and you learn privacy best practices on Bitcoin to reduce your exposure in these types of situations. Um, But yeah, this is disappointing to see, this is not surprising to see, this will happen more often. And usually, In the history of governments, uh, lists are the first step towards more drastic actions such as confiscation and imprisonment. Um, The first step if you are trying to persecute or target a group of people is uh, to organize them into lists. It's a very common tactic. Are the cops still there? (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's a volunteer. It's a very small aisle. It's a volunteer fire, fire uh, patrol. So should end now. Yeah, it's over. No, yeah, completely agree. Um, shout out to Kraken for letting their users know this. So, Yeah, if you've traded more than twenty thousand dollars on Kraken in like a most calendar people. year between twenty sixteen and twenty twenty, they're going to be giving your your information to. The IRS. Another thing to note too, going back to BitWage, if you do for whatever reason have a USDC balance on BitWage, uh, you have until July 13th to do something with it. So
1: I assumably convert it to Bitcoin and then withdraw it as Bitcoin. Yeah. Um yeah, it's gonna pick up.
2: This is this is not the first time we've seen this. Obviously, the IRS has gone to Coinbase. Coinbase is actually working with the IRS now to share information. Um, reminder to pay your taxes. Uh, be aware if you do sign up for these KYC exchanges. This is likely to happen to you in the future. Try to get in to Bitcoin in OKYC fashion. Sell your goods and services for Bitcoin. Use BTC Pay Server as an invoicing tool. Mine Bitcoin if you can. Um, go to your local meetup. where people are known. To exchange cash for Bitcoin sometimes, or um, exchange Bitcoin for cash if they're cash poor. Um, there's ways to get around the KYC panopticon. There's also the easy ways. I think lowest lift is selling your goods and services for Bitcoin.
1: I agree. I was just laughing at Yellow's comment. Yeah. Also, to level ninety nine slacker, uh, if you want this hat, you have to come to Bitcoin Park in Nashville and shake my hand, and I will give you a hat and verify that you don't have a check. Beware! <laughs> Next
2: up on the list, we've got, um, Hobie, had a data breach on this, <laughs> KYC information of. 4,960 whale users. How do you almost leak? They probably, the
1: data probably leaked and they're just saying it didn't.
2: (laughs) But yeah, they- Exposed credentials that enabled access to the crypto exchanges, cloud storage, putting user data at risk for a prolonged period of time.
1: Yeah. So this is the other side of the, it's the (laughs) other side of the KYC coin, proverbial coin is, um when you give this information to companies uh, it will either or both be compelled to governments or leaked by leaked and hacked by malicious actors and that's one of the reasons why KYC doesn't work to actually stop criminals is because criminals will use stolen data or they will use bought data because they can buy they they can buy verified accounts from people in emerging markets that uh are are, you know, living living with with very little money and any kind of any kind of money that comes into their family's coffers uh is is well worth it to them. So they'll sell their verified account for three hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. And they'll also scan they'll also sell their worldcoin credentials uh so that people can not scan their eyeballs. They can just buy the scanned eyeballs of people from emerging markets. Yeah,
2: and so with this Woby situation, the way they're framing it is that a white hat hacker discovered the vulnerability in their AWS cloud setup, um, basically downloaded the data told Hobie, and then is telling Woby that they also deleted the data Data, but that's
1: there's no way for them to prove that the data hasn't been accessed by a malicious actor so I you just gotta operate under the assumption no uh, uh, I mean
2: well I mean if you read the piece like they can prove via AWS that the data has only been downloaded once and it was by the white hat hacker you just have to trust that that white hat hacker actually deleted the data which you really can't trust you can't prove that at all
1: fair enough just operate under the assumption that if you're one of the whales on uh Huobi, your data has been leaked and probably the non-whales too like what is it just a different area they just only they only dox their high value accounts on that bucket uh
2: probably yeah what is yeah what does it take to become a whale on Huobi? i don't what know do they consider
1: Apparently on Kraken, what it takes to become a whale is 60 million sets. or whatever that conversion is of 20,000 a year.
2: 20,000. Yeah, it's like two thirds, 66 million
1: cents. like, Just think about that. Like, The government is essentially laundering billions of dollars for BlackRock in Ukraine, but they justified inner courts, which are supposed to be fair... That regardless of criminality, every user that transacted more than twenty thousand dollars a year on Kraken needed to be doxxed to them. Like they're not they don't know, like those people might have paid their taxes. Most of them probably did pay their taxes. But they're just assuming criminality of anyone who transacted more than twenty thousand dollars. And with inflation, twenty thousand isn't that much anymore. But yeah, billions it's, it's of dollars a, gets a pass.
2: It's a one way street. It doesn't only get a pass. It's the government doing it. Like, we wouldn't have had proof of the receipts of the U.S. government laundering $4.5 billion to BlackRock in this one transaction. It could have been more into BlackRock, for all we know. It took an investigative journalist to do some deep, like, deep research to actually find information and bring it to the American people. It's not the government sharing these receipts too. But they, you plan, you transact more than $600 in your Venmo account, better be sharing that with the government. Buy more than $20,000 worth of Bitcoin in a year, on Kraken at least, better be sharing that with the government. They send tens of billions, hundreds of billions to a far off land using your money that they're trying to get you to cough up after buying $20,000 worth of Bitcoin on Kraken. They're taking that money that you have to pay and taxes, if you sold your Bitcoin, giving it to BlackRock. Clown world and the vampire shit. They're looting. They are looting the American people. They're looting the country. Highway robbery in plain sight, in front of everybody. Hunter Biden's doing cocaine in the White House. And they're just laughing at us the whole time. Comply plan. Pay your taxes. Give me your money. My son needs yeah. more cocaine
1: get the check the big
2: guy big guy needs his his cut get the check get the check is completely different. um what else do we have here
1: <laughs> yeah i mean blackrock makes bank on every war they're the leading shareholder of like all the war companies <laughs> yeah military industrial complex might as well be called the BlackRock industrial complex.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, do do we want to touch on Larry Fink's comments? Just coming out of the closet. That's next on the list. That's why I ask. And yeah. we have a good segue here.
1: Look, I mean, BlackRock can go fuck themselves, but it is a paradigm change. Like, it is a moment. It is a moment in Bitcoin adoption history that BlackRock is signaling to the world: the largest asset manager in the world that manages over $10 trillion is is signaling to the world that Bitcoin is an asset that they're interested in and that want to, they wanna make money off of. And the beauty of Bitcoin is that we can't stop BlackRock from using Bitcoin and, and BlackRock can't stop us from using Bitcoin. That's the whole fucking value prop of Bitcoin in the first place. It's money without trust. It's money without permission. Um, but all that said, like it is a major fucking deal that BlackRock is filing for an ETF. I expect BlackRock to get approved because BlackRock fucking owns the world and our institutions are corrupt and you shouldn't bet against corruption. But even if the ETF doesn't get approved, the signal has already been sent. The corrupt bat signal has already been sent uh, that that Bitcoin has staying power, that Bitcoin has value. Um, and then that value is expected to accrue over time with adoption, which is something that we've been saying for fucking years. So I think... Uh, it behooves people to pay attention to this and 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 realize the significance of this. This is this is really significant. And we had Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, who has has hated on Bitcoin for years on Fox Business, shilling shilling Bitcoin, and he also tried to make it seem like BlackRock was a pillar of hope, which I don't think he was fooling anyone on that front. A um, sure,
2: Pillar of hope.
1: Yeah, he's like BlackRock is, at the end of the day, BlackRock is hope.
2: Just taking sailors' lines, Obama's lines. Unoriginal. No, and let's be, let's be clear here. It's highly unlikely that Larry Fink and the upper management layer of BlackRock have all individually come to the conclusion that, all right, Bitcoin's cool with us now. It was definitely driven by their clients were banging down the door saying like hey we want access to this, to bitcoin and if you don't give it to us we have to go somewhere else so it's probably most likely a purely capitalistic move where blackrock's like all right our clients are going to go elsewhere we provide this to them so let's just do it let's just eat crow and give it to them
1: i mean i don't really see the distinction right because that's the whole bitcoin thesis Right. What did Bitstein say? It's like, it's a, it's a game that you have to play. You have no choice, but to play the game um, because of greed. And every every actor in Bitcoin is assumed to be a greedy actor. That's the, that's why Bitcoin works is because most of our institutions are based on this idea that people will be benevolent, which is insane. But Bitcoin is based on this idea that people will be greedy and selfish. And, and when people are greedy and selfish, it makes Bitcoin more robust, not less robust, which is insane. It's, it's a fundamental shift in how you, you build the foundation of, of, of something as important as money. Um, but yeah, I mean. You don't think, like, Larry's got to have his own personal bag. Like, of course he has his own personal bag. You think, like, he was in board meetings at BlackRock six months ago when they were developing their plan to release their ETF, and he wasn't he wasn't accumulating himself behind the scenes to, to make as much money as possible? That would be to assume some kind of benevolence, or, like, of course he's going to be greedy and have his own bag.
2: I mean, he definitely has his own bag because he's so fucking rich he's probably got like a diversification play where it's like fuck it like, I'll just buy a little bit of Bitcoin because I have so much money anyway might as well buy some just in case it catches on you know he's definitely got a bag.
1: yeah and it's I like wouldn't it. be surprised if there was like uh, some you know who knows where they were at what level of the organization right but that's also part of the Bitcoin thesis is that individuals within BlackRock had bags first, right? And they encouraged across the org to start moving into Bitcoin, right? That is yeah. a, a key aspect, I think, of the Bitcoin thesis is that once you have Bitcoin, you want to see Bitcoin succeed. You have a, fin- you have a direct financial incentive to see Bitcoin succeed.
2: Agreed. I mean, that's one thing we noticed at Great American Mining. When we were going to shill oil and gas companies, we found but there was like freaks and like middle management who were Bitcoiners. And would come to us like asking the like, guy, right, how do I sell the higher ups at this wheel and gas company? It was always interesting. Freaks, Bitcoiners are everywhere. Um, but this is uh, staying on the BlackRock and the ETF and all this news. All the TradFi ETF guys are all hot and bothered over this ETF. And I just thought this was an interesting thread uh, back and forth between Nate Karachi, uh, Eric Balconis, Balkunas, excuse me. Um, and it's really interesting just to get just to get a, a perspective of how the TradFi like ETF salesman is thinking and their view on the BlackRock ETF, and I'll just start with this It'll be the big irony in all this is most crypto people see the ETF as boomer mainstream trad fi when in fact the ETF is the real disruptor and disintermediator. This was the point we made after a dumb Matt Damon commercial spot. Bitcoin ETF could make the last crypto Super Bowl. Um, they, They still don't get it. And I think Larry Fink was signaling that too on Fox Business News. Like we see it as digital gold, which is certainly... True to an extent, like it does have properties that are akin to gold. However, these people think that, like, an ETF coming, scooping up uh, a bunch of the supply, and allowing people to access Bitcoin at lower, like, exchange fees, like 50 bips instead of like 100 to 150 bips.
1: Well, on like, a ten, it's like 10 bips, right? Like 0.1%. Yeah, yeah, it's 10
2: bips. Yeah, 10 bips instead of 50 to 100 bips that you'll pay on a typical exchange right now is the disintermediary. Like, hey, lower fees on your buys when in the long run, like those fees are negligible in terms of their effect on the value appreciation of the SATs you're buying. Um,
1: You're not even buying SATs if you buy the ETF. You're buying a fucking IOU. Yes.
2: Well, it can be taken in kind by uh by partner brokers.
1: You just approved. need to have a blue check and you can withdraw your <laughs> you Yeah, to have a, a black
2: a black check, you need to have a black check. Um but no, it's really interesting cuz I do think this ETF crowd doesn't understand like the P2P nature of Bitcoin, the layers that are being built on top of it. They do view it as this digital pet rock that like if it just sits at a Coinbase in a Coinbase account and in an ETF, like it's all it can do. They don't even recognize the power of you know, Bitcoin as collateral, actually using it as a bearer instrument as an individual.
1: They're, yeah, I mean I think most don't still. There's yeah. there's thousands of us, tens of thousands of us maybe. Um maybe hundreds of thousands, probably less than a million in my opinion. I actually had
2: this conversation last night. I think it's like fifty thousand or less.
1: Yeah. Um, not
2: actually understand.
1: Well, it depends. if Are we talking about self-custody or actually using Bitcoin for payments?
2: I think, like, somebody who understands self-custody, like, how the difficulty adjustment works, like, what is the hash that allows you to add a block to the ledger? How does the Lightning Network work? What are, okay. But, show me a
1: but, like, if if you're... I don't think you need to know all, like... No. It's like, where are you going to classify it? I mean, I think someone who is, once again, my one of my favorite memes, the IQ bell curve meme, if you're left side of that bell curve and you're just zapping sats on Noster and you're sending Bitcoin payments on Noster, um, like there's people that maybe, quote unquote, understand Bitcoin better than you that just never spend Bitcoin. Um, they're not using it as an actual censorship resistant digital cash they're using it as a censorship resistant store of value which is fine uh like good money should be you should be able to save it and spend it at will without permission so to each their own but i mean if i if i think about it, it's like every meetup we have uh our monthly free meetups that we have at bitcoin park we're like averaging like in the bull market, we we're averaging like two hundred and fifty people. In the bear market, we're averaging like a little under two hundred people. We have a vendor, a food vendor, that 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 we onboard to Bitcoin, and they they accept Bitcoin at our meetup. Um, and these are you know two hundred ride or die Bitcoiners that are spending you know their Wednesday evening coming out to Bitcoin Park to go to a Bitcoin meetup, and then they go to the vendor. And ninety percent of them pay with with the you know Apple Pay or their credit card, um, and not with Bitcoin. So if you if you if that's the barometer, if the barometer is like you actually spend Bitcoin, then that's that number is quite low right now. Yeah, I don't know what that would be. But that's a more objective measurement than like, do you understand the difficulty adjustment or the importance? I think most people that own Bitcoin understand the at least the big picture importance of proof of work because like pretty much everything else is proof of stake. So you're 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 making a clear bet on proof of work when you when you hold Bitcoin. Um, maybe they don't understand the like the full significance, but it, that's like a more subjective, hard measurement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a more objective measurement is like how many people are spent. How many people spent Bitcoin in the month of June? Like, what is that number? Like seventy-five thousand, hundred thousand people, maybe, maybe less. It's definitely not the hundred million n- number that like the sailors throw around. No, it's I mean I recorded.
2: Last... I recorded with Sam Wooters from River last week to go over his research report. And where Bitcoin stands in the grand scheme of the global payments industry. And part of that report was trying to guess how many people actually hold a material amount of Bitcoin. I think he, he came to between 50 and 80 million people. Was his estimate, according to the research he did.
1: Yeah, but that's like, that's you're including, the overwhelming majority of those people are holding custodial Bitcoin IOUs. They're not holding Bitcoin, right? Um that's the cool. conflation. That's where the conflation happens. Like there's a whole group of Bitcoiners that will include anyone who owns the ETF as holding Bitcoin, as Bitcoin users. Like those they're Bitcoin IOU users. They have Bitcoin price exposure with custodial risk. Mm-hmm. Um and then I mean to the people in the comments who are saying like this is not the time to spend Bitcoin. Uh, like you're bearish on Bitcoin because you're spending Bitcoin in a bear market. Well, I would say you're bearish on Bitcoin if you still hold dollars then. Because if you don't hold dollars, you have to spend Bitcoin.
2: Yeah, I mean, Jeffy makes a good point about the tax burden, particularly for Americans. It's not fun. Well, I
1: mean, if that's the concern... If that's the concern, then why do we even care if they ban Bitcoin? Because their policies have already neutered it. I mean, it's just,
2: it just affects Americans, I believe.
1: The tax policies are definitely incredibly burdensome. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, government, get out of the way, please. Let us spend our Bitcoin. Let us pick our money. But I,
1: I will tell She's you, I sad. think it's, it's a very easy prediction to say the tax policies are going to become more burdensome, not less. So be aware, freaks.
2: You think Biden makes it to 2024?
1: Marty, do we even live in a free country?
2: No. no we
1: don't. There's your answer.
2: Not actually, not, uh, I don't think you have that on the list, but Nigel Farage over in the U.K., He's a right-wing politician. I mean, he had all his personal and business bank accounts shut down. There's no bank in the U.K. that will let him open another one. I mean, he's completely I mean, debanked. I know,
1: politician. like, part of it is, like, an act, right? Like, he's he can't actually be surprised. And we know he's aware of Bitcoin already. He was at Bitcoin Amsterdam.
2: I mean, I, I guess it is surprising man. Even if you're a politician. I, even if you are on the right side of the aisle, lean more conservative, could be a bit jarring. Like, oh, they actually did go as far as to shut down my account here. To answer your question, I don't know. You don't live in a free country either but over in the UK. Things are getting pretty crazy over there, particularly with speech laws. I
1: don't know. The UK is way less of a free country. You see that encryption bill they're passing the online harms bill. The CEO uh, of signal has been fighting it on, 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 the UK. No, the UK is releasing a very vague bill because corrupt politicians love vague bills because they can choose to enforce however they want to enforce. Um, that essentially as written currently uh, requires companies to have backdoors and encryption; otherwise, they can't operate in the UK. And uh, Signal is basically saying, "Like, look, if you pass this thing as written, we're just we're gonna have to pull out of the UK market. Like, we're not gonna put a backdoor in our product uh, because there's no such thing as a safe backdoor. If someone can access the information, then malicious actors will access the information. Um, so." I mean, it should be interesting to see how that plays out. It looks like it will go through. That's the expectation. Um, but there's naturally a lot of uproar. And then in France, they used the recent protests um, to pass a, a, a new law that says um, that they can remotely, they already could remotely track your location on your on your cell phone, on your uh, your little pocket tracking device that we all carry around with us every day. Um, but now that they they can actually uh, turn on the camera and turn on the mics without you knowing and without notifying you, um, and the argument is that they're going to use it to quell the protests, uh, people breaking the law. But obviously, um, first of all, protesting should not be a a criminal behavior in a free country. But then second of all, uh, it's obviously going to be used against large swaths of people, regardless of criminality. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty insane. Remotely
2: activating cameras and phones and GPS. It's like that scene at the end of *The uh, Dark Night where Mr. Fox, like, they essentially have this type of flying device and it's portrayed as some crazy Orwellian tool that Mr. Fox doesn't even want to use because he thinks it's so unethical and they have to destroy it immediately after using it just to ensure that it doesn't get in the hands of the wrong people. Like this is exactly what the French government is handing over to their police forces. I have no idea what's going on over there. I mean, I've seen videos. There's a lot of people spreading fake videos. Actually, my neighbor from back home in Austin, he was over in Paris for two weeks and he was there while all this was going on I texted him I was like yeah what's going on in Paris are you okay and he was like yeah it's fine like, just don't stay out late we don't notice yeah
1: different we live in a post-truth world um, I mean I saw a uh, the only thing that we know is real is, is is something that is signed with cryptographic signatures that we can verify like Bitcoin um, or Nostra posts at least we know whoever posted it actually posted it Um, but, uh, like, I mean, I saw a tweet by a blue check that did fucking numbers, did really fucking well. And it was supposed to be the riots in Paris. And, uh, one of the comments that was like buried down below and all the way down because they didn't have a blue check, um, was, uh, that it was from the movie Athena. It was a screen cap from the Netflix movie Athena and just posted on Twitter for the that speed engagement. Yeah, where they're in the van like hanging out with like AKs and shit. No yeah. shame. Then there was the no other shame. one where
2: it was like then there was the other one that's been used like as a joke throughout many of these protests throughout the years which is just like a scene from The Fast and the Furious where all the cars file out the, <laughs> the parking garage and crash into yeah, the street. We
1: we're, were in a group people chat. People were seriously posting it. We were in yeah. a group chat where one of our uh, good friends posted it and then you responded back. Uh, That's from the Fast and Furious. <laughs> Post-Truth World. Just, and we have barely scratched the surface of the AI shit. I'm like, shit's going to get crazy out there. And yeah. uh, lots of loss of trust is going to happen. And And as the loss of trust happens... Tools that are trust minimized should have greater significance um, and people will realize the need there and 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 rush into them is is my belief, essentially.
2: Yeah, I highly recommend as you lose trust, you lose, lose the ability to have any trust in the digital world, Just go touch grass, you can trust what you can see right here
1: in front yeah. of you. Physical interactions yeah. in general.
2: I've been averaging like twenty thousand steps a day down here. It's been great.
1: How do you In track sand. that? Um,
2: my head as I as I walk. I count my
1: steps. <laughs> <laughs> you, did you did you get a cattle tag and put it on your wrist? No, God no. It's my phone. Um, oh, just the existing cattle tag in our pockets.
2: I'm not going to get two cattle tags. That's redundant. <laughs> um, <but laughs> uh, we had software updates before that was from last week. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Top four boosts, rabbit hole recap, 259. Your custodian's custodian was a (laughs) punsy. That
1: was a good name. We did give it that name.
2: Wow. Wow. I love this. I just love the name of this freak. Top shout out from this rip. Papaya King, 120,000 sats, boosts, six figures. Papaya King. Did you ever frequent that hot dog place in New York Mm -hmm. City?
1: Papaya is more than a hot dog place. It was a lifestyle. Uh, well, place, I mean, Papaya Kings, were institutions. Are they, I mean, they're probably yeah. still, they probably still exist. Yeah, um,
2: I mean, I, when we were on 83rd and Second, we had that one. I think it was on 86, right around the corner. I would demolish Papaya Kings. I really mean, my,
1: I went through a phase where like. Uh, it was a breakfast sandwich and, like, a 50-cent coffee from Papaya King was, like, how I started my day. And it was, like, all in. It was, like, all in, like, $2.50 or something. And, like, you saw the grease on the pan, like, on the griddle or whatever. Like, it was, like, actual, like, they cracked a fucking egg.
2: We need to return. We need to return. Papaya King, hopefully you're still doing that up there. Um, but That was, like, I had a good experience local deli. Off island in the Philly area, I have to get a sandwich with good bread to try to stay away from the bread. We got, and got a bag of chips and a water. It was like 10 bucks. It's like the first time I paid 10 bucks for, for a whole lunch in quite some time. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to read Papaya Kings, 120,000 sap boost message. Long time freak, you two are the most authentic and relatable voices. In the space for me, I admire you both immensely. Marty, I think you should consider Odell's Blue Check campaign more seriously than you represent on the show. I found you because of your authentic voices, not because you were easy to find the digital in the digital matrix. Blue Check is settling. Proof of sats should be verification, not identity. I don't want to see resentment between you two. Long live RHR, stay humble, and stack sats. Dicky. heart, heart. Apparently, Great advice,
1: Freak. Great advice. There's no resentment.
2: And I'm not downplaying. I do. view. Marty is and... a
1: brother. Marty is a brother. I'm not angry at him. I'm disappointed. Yes. Um and BlackRock is trying to divide us, and we appreciate you, Freak. And Marty is downplaying it. He constantly downplays it. But he will I'm not downplaying it. go listen to the Max Gagliari podcast. Fuck you, bro. We have our own podcast. You can't keep I say, say it on here, too. I think I agree <laughs> with everything that you say. And I love Max. He does have a blue check, which is disappointing. A lot of people I respect have blue checks.
2: Yeah, just I mean, again, it's freedom of association. Like, I'm just going to I think everything that you are laying out is going to happen. Um.
1: Okay, so you're associating with the Demons, and I'm opting out.
2: No, I'm just – read my tweets. I'm coming at the Demons pretty heavily. So Okay, noted. Second boost, second top boost from last week, at Mav 21 103,463 sats. It's going to be hard to stay humble now that we're not reminded every morning. This is a freak that's still on Twitter. Not on Nostr Two, apparently.
1: Two hundred and seventy nine <laughs> days, every morning. I hope you listened and stacked and stayed humble. The humble part's the hardest part. You'd still been doing it on Nostr, haven't you? No, Nostr's yeah. pure signal. It's unnecessary. The whole reason I the whole the whole reason I started tweeting it out every morning was because. Uh, it started as a shitpost because uh, a blue check had a $1,000 a month newsletter on trading advice. And I said, I can charge nothing and just tweet out stable Stack Sats every morning and outperform them. And I think if you go back at the last 279 days, uh, that has been the case. <laughs> I think it's outperformed. I think it's outperformed most uh, financial influencers. Um, but anyway, the point is, is Nostar has sats built in. Uh you can directly send Bitcoin transactions to people. You can get paid you can get paid sats uh for ship posting. Um so I just don't think it's it's necessary to repeat it every day there. I repeat it sometimes there. Um but yeah, 279 days, end of an era.
2: It was a great run. My hand it was, was forced.
1: My hand was forced. I will say that I do tell myself it every morning, regardless. Um so the and of you
2: pointing to, in the mirror is, is real.
1: Dude, dude, someone on Noster made a mirror that says stay humble on the top and stack sats on the bottom. And you could buy with Bitcoin and you could wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and literally <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, it's wow. it's when memes become reality, it's uh
2: don't let your mind bending reality free.
1: Mind bending experience. But yeah, two hundred and seventy nine days, end of an era
2: yes good run oh yeah and i was going to mention i was actually talking to some bitcoiners yesterday and they were some of them are diving into the data and apparently if you started a daily dca at any point in time in bitcoin's history you're in the green right now even the all time high
1: if you started
2: at any point in time if you started daily GCA and bought every day.
1: There you go, there you go, freaks. It's too, it's too simple. I always feel like I'm just like Charlie Day, like uh, that meme where he's got all the Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's got like all the different charts and stuff. It's just like all you have to do is stay humble and stack sets. That's all you have to do. Yeah, and there's a lot of bitcoiners out there. that's like, oh, we shouldn't stay humble or whatever. Like it's. I, I I disagree with the Webster's definition of fucking humble. Check your fucking ego, and constantly study Bitcoin. Learn, improve your setup, improve your situation. Don't think you're smarter than everybody else because you're fucking not. And uh, do some proper risk management. But all that's st- that's way less sexy than just saying stay humble, stack sets.
2: You know Humility is a good trait to have. I mean, be confident when you need to be, but also be, show some humility. Nobody knows what the hell Bitcoin's gonna do. They just know that if he stacks, that's consistently.
1: And don't get wrecked.
2: You have the humility to recognize that you don't know what's happened, so you don't trade on leverage, you don't try to get yield. You're gonna be fine. Uh, Three over, or three at six figures, and above at mahu93, 100,000 sats. I've been listening for a couple years so this boost is long overdue. Thanks for everything you guys do week in and week out to add as much signal as possible. I want to be where I am now without you guys. I'm hoping to meet you all soon. If you make it out to a Chicago BitDev, stay humble and stack sats. Peace and love.
1: Great advice. Appreciate you to free me too we will go to Chicago Bit Devs. We, also, by the way, just to the freaks who are annoyed at Marty's audio quality, he has a new mic on its way.
2: Is it deprecated since?
1: No, you're good. Okay. Um, speaking of
2: good advice, Eric99 comes in at the fourth top boost from last week's rip. 50,000 stats. Stay humble. Stack stats.
1: Great advice, Eric. Thank you. Top one boost of the
2: week. Thank you, freaks, for contributing via podcasting 2.0 get much joy out of reading all these booths. Matt did you get your node back up?
1: Yes no, good I had I had warring issues between this little dispatch node and the one I use the one I use for RHR and they've both been down at very inconvenient times or lacked liquidity but uh, such is the joy of self- custody lightning. Uh, and and they are both up now and should be operating well. And also, yeah, huge shout out to um, the the ZBD crew for uh, getting me. They manage uh, Fountain's custodial wallet and they got me a direct channel. So I do appreciate it. Thank you guys. Shout out to the ZBD team. ZBD. ZBD, I, ZBD is technicians. there. I don't know. Anyway, they're one of the supporters for our Lightning Summit as well. So um, a bunch of their team will be in Nashville next week, which I'm very excited about.
2: Yes. All right, on to software updates. Core Lightning version 23.05.2 has been released as a bug fix release. <laughs> the Austin, Texas agreement introduced PSBT. V2 support. So Austin, Texas, Bitcoin capital the world, a grievance happened there. So we got PSBT V2 support going in court lightning. It's great to see incredible things happening in Austin, Texas, as always. Nix Bitcoin version 0. 0. 0.0.94 has been released. Uh, not seeing anything crazy there. Okay, I'm going to get this right. Amethyst version 0.64.0 has been released. They got a logo. They got Cashew token support. Very interesting in UI changes. So Amazon Nostra client for devices. You can see that they're implementing a Cashew. Xiaomi me an Love to see it. Is that a first in Nostra? Is that a first in Nostra?
1: Um, Cashew already allowed you within Cashew's wallet to send to a pub key. Uh, Like a Nostra pub key. But I'm not sure exactly what the integration is here. I don't actually use Amethyst. Um, But it is the top Android client right now.
2: Out to the Amethyst. Highlighter has been released. This is... Another Nostra product that is a note-taking app that will allow you to highlight as you peruse the web, I guess. Uh, It's an extension for the Chrome Store. It's waiting for Chrome Store approval. If you want to get it right now, you have to sideload it. So all the links in the show notes, go to their site and learn how to sideload it there.
1: Shout out to Pablo. This is a really cool project. Very excited about it.
2: Next on the list we have Blue Wallet version 6.4.6. It's got new languages, seed QR scanning, which is pretty big. And that's it. Fixed um data display a multi-sig six scan descriptor QR for Sparrow Wallet, which wasn't working
1: yes yeah. seed qr seed QR is a standard that was championed by um the seed sonder team it basically lets you import a seed of a wallet uh uh by by qr code which is very convenient if you're trying to load a seed specifically on a device that doesn't have uh that's ephemeral that just wipes itself every time but also i i think if you're trying to load it onto a mobile wallet uh, it looks like we have Pablo uh, in the comments, uh, and he's saying soon we'll be able to use Highlighter to um, highlight podcast trans- transcriptions via an AI marketplace, he wrote. The guy's a one-man machine. He's just constantly just building new projects on Noster. And I just wanted just a huge shout-out to being able to secure the domain highlighter.com, which is... Yeah, how the hell did you do that? Supposedly it was a mutual friend who was hoarding highlighter.com and, and, and gave it to him. Um, yeah. But that's a fucking Gucci domain. That is.
2: I mean, if highlighter doesn't work, which I think it does work, it will be very successful, but it's always a good fallback plan if to sell highlighter.com to somebody. It's a good hedge there. arcade version 0.2.0 beta has been released blinded dms are available in their their notes they say we're probably a few months away from this feeling like a very solid drop and replacement of telegram that is what we're working toward and all on the open and uncensorable network of master so yeah the arcade guys they just went through the wolf accelerator or you, leveraging Nostr to bring a Telegram-like client to the Nostr ecosystem. And they've got a lot on the roadmap. Very interested. Very excited for this project.
1: I'm just incredibly bullish on the Nostr ecosystem. It is growing organically. It is growing incredibly strong. And uh, we need it. We need it now more than ever.
2: Yeah, it's like simple things like video player integration, like watching videos just got easier. It's crazy to see. And I saw, um, I think Dan Held was talking shit because like the monthly active users on Noster, people are looking at the charts or like jumping. There's been like a 20% retention rate from the all-time highs earlier this year, which is still pretty high. It's a pretty high retention rate. But I don't know. I just go through my Noster experience. Like I got downloaded Domus beginning, I think it was like February of last year, I created my, my private public key pair on Noster and I played with it for a few days and was like, ah, oh, this isn't good yet. Then I came back in August and I was like, ah, oh, this is actually pretty good. But still wasn't on it every day. Like over the last three months, I've been posting, liking, retweeting every day because the experience has just increased massively over the last 14 months. It's crazy to see how quickly it's getting better and better.
1: It, it, uh, look, it takes time. Um, first of all, Dan Held has me blocked on Twitter, even though I'm not on Twitter anymore. But, uh, he, you can't block people on Nostr. So if he wants to shit talk Nostr, you should do it on Nostr. So he can't block me. Um, but yeah, it takes time. Like these things take time. It's still very early. Um, but it's improving incredibly quick. And I will just say, obviously it's a microcosm and it's only been five days, uh, but uh, the the combination of Noster and no bullshit Bitcoin, I don't think I need Twitter. Um, I, I just, I, I think it's already there, um, but it will take time for other people uh, to kind of come to the same conclusion.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Moving on in our list of software updates, Ellenbits version zero point ten nine has been released. They have new security features, new security panel, server logs. Not going to read; can always get caught into reading the release notes. They're linked in the show notes. If you guys want to check them out, running Ellenbits fully (laughs) noted. Bitcoin Core version 1.0.0 has been released. So fully noted Bitcoin Core, where they do fork. Simplified version of fully noted wallet that works only with Bitcoin Core available on iOS. Speedware of that if you're using fully noted. LND version 0.16.4 beta. They fixed the memory leak that happened. Does this have to do with Bolt 11? Do you, you add that to the list?
1: Um, I have no idea. Uh, I don't I don't think it does with the Bolt 11 vulnerability that some services yeah. are vulnerable to.
2: No, yeah, this is different. This is a minor release created to fix the memory leak introduced by CPU optimization to the recently introduced mempool scanning logic. Um, that's the only update in this most recent L&D. Again, that's 0.16.4. But yeah, Ben Carman, he was on Twitter this morning or late last night um, sounding the alarm bells. It seems like there is – make sure I get the particular attack right. Um, Did you look into this at all?
1: What, the Bolt 11 issue? Yeah. My understanding, is, my understanding is that some services just aren't checking the actual payment hash, that it was a valid payment.
2: There's someone going around attempting to exploit this on various services and potential vulnerability in Lightning Backends. Bold 11 payment hash does not commit to payment. So Cali BTC behind the cashier project took to lightning dev mailing list earlier this month here i'll put this in the show notes
1: Uh, we have sean in the comments saying that this was solved in a june 30th update june 30th update
2: okay that's good because people are trying to exploit it now
1: there's this weird situation freaks that we've talked about in the past where it's like with bitcoin core with like on-chain stuff like you want to be slow to update but lightning is a hot wallet you're obviously using it on a daily basis a lot of people are using it on a daily basis you're vulnerable to people on the internet you want to stay up to date on it and and there's a trade-off there because if you're not verifying the actual code releases it could be a malicious update but that is part of the trade-off model with lightning is that it's a hot wallet by default? Oh. Yeah.
2: That's the problem. Now I just thought, yeah, old 11 issue. Sean B saying it was fixed on June 30th on that update. So if you have not updated to that LND update, you probably update to the one that fixes the CPU optimization memory leak bug as well. So if you're running LND, you probably want to be on version 16, 0.16.4. So running a later version, probably still vulnerable to this particular attack.
1: It's also tiresome.
2: It's just part of the territory. Yes, sir. Uh, Mutiny Node version 0.3.16 has been released. So we've got, oh God, I, I keep reading show notes. Go check it out. BDK core F1 and SCB have been integrated.
1: The release notes. They're in the show notes. Yes. Mutiny Note is a, is a prepackaged LDK BDK based uh, package. Uh, so you can have, you can have all their features um, and it's completely open source and you can build on top of it. Yes. Pretty cool.
2: The Lightning Orb version 0.21.16 has been released. This is the first time I've seen this project. Orb is a cross-platform, Mac, Windows, OS X, iOS, Android application for managing an l or core Lightning. Node features bulk payments, an editor, API, app store, Node automation, engines, and more. So is this a dedicated device that you run? Or is it, it looks pretty
1: badass. No, it's software, um, and okay. they're just showing it on a screen. Um, because it has a GUI. Uh it looks pretty cool. I I will say that the word orb is now forever ruined for me.
2: Because this is a good the, orb. I like this one.
1: The, the eye scanning orbs of worldcoin. I just like I hear orb now and it's just like, ah. But besides that, this project seems pretty cool.
2: We need to we need to take back the word orb. I like this project as a leading candidate to to fight the good fight against <laughs> the world coin orb. Mm-hmm-hmm. What else do we have here? Noster check.me API open source code has been released. It's Nostr backend server for media upload, NIPO5 validation, and much more written in TypeScript. So I'm verified what's up with the purple checks is it okay to be a purple check
1: yeah purple check doesn't require identity verification okay it just uses it just says that you own a certain domain that you own a certain website um and it verifies based off of that it's just a simple json file that you put on a website
2: Okay, good to know. Lots stuff, a lot of stuff going on in Noster. Zap dot stream, Noster native streaming, video streaming with SATS has been released. I saw this earlier, so it's pretty cool.
1: This is really cool. You can stream directly to to Noster users and they can zap you in line and comment in line. And you don't need to like change any, if you're, if you're streaming a show, you don't have to change anything. They just have the standard RTMP, um, settings that you just put into restream or whatever, or OBS.
2: Yeah. we're going to start going to Zap.Stream?
1: Uh, this episode is actually currently being live broadcast to Zap.Stream. Oh shit. You didn't tell me, dude. (laughs) I was waiting, I was waiting for this moment. Let's see we have a whole live chat that's going on over there right now
2: yeah four viewers welcome to our four viewers is that the, am I one of them I think I'm one of them oh.
1: can you see the live chat yeah I can see it there's like a decent amount of activity in that live chat yeah, there is it's a very new project I just put the settings in.
2: go zapple pay zaps from any noster client
1: this is cool uh ben carmen created this um and, I thought, and I thought carmen created this it's on his github account
2: uh, he gave props to paul and his.
1: Uh... uh maybe maybe they worked on it together and carmen just hosted on his github account but uh the idea,
2: yeah, we'll, is, we'll together.
1: the idea is you can set it so that there's an emoji. If you do an emoji response, so like if you reply to someone on Noster with the lightning emoji sign or a different emoji sign, it will then hit your node and your node will zap it outside of, you know, like out of band from the app. And this is because Apple has restricted... Uh, zaps uh, within Domus. So this idea is like, okay, well, Apple's not going to stop you from replying with a lightning bolt. And if you reply with a lightning bolt, it will automatically send a zap. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Creative workaround there, Mutiny Boys. What do we got here? Life finds a way. Always does.
2: This list is so long, I like Having trouble finding everything. Bitco added support for Taproot, MuSig two on their Bitcoin hot wallets. So it's good to see.
1: Bitcoin I think one of the the, the cool part about something like this is like this is the thesis, right? Like it's not even ideological. Bitco is one of the like Segwit two x people who tried to take corporate control over Bitcoin. But at the end of the day, like they're gonna adopt Bitcoin features that save them money. And uh, yeah. music too does, so they did it.
2: Good on them, good on them. Uh, BitPack, this is cool. Publicly audible, auditable cooperatives on Bitcoin. SupertestNet, um, JB55. I think this is just SupertestNet, right?
1: I think it's test, super test net only. Who's the head of Foss at Pleb Lab in Austin? Dude's a fucking legend. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. I feel like he's yeah. constantly shipping he, him and Pablo like two peas in the same pod.
2: Yeah, he's always hacking. So if you get a bitpac dot org b i um, t p a c dot yeah, it essentially allows you to create co ops. Um, which is sorta of what like the Dow people are trying to do. Super that saying he's uh he's found a better way to do it using Bitcoin and Noster. but so, we check it out. That's all we got for the list today, freaks. Done our software updates. What should we riff on, sir?
1: What else is going on? I don't know, what do you want to talk about? So uh, bond market,
2: right. I'm crazy. Uh,
1: yeah, let's. You wanted to talk about the bond market. I really don't care, but uh, you said it's, it's been doing bad.
2: It's sending some signal. So in the bond market, particularly in the yield curve, inverts. Like it seems to be doing a five year and two year, I believe, or ten year and two year. But
1: these are sovereign right now here bonds. here in the United States, we're talking about sovereign bonds. We're talking about lending to governments. Treasury bonds, yes. Yeah, but you said treasuries. gilts are UK, right? We were talking about gilts. Yeah, gilts guilt. yeah.
2: are the British treasuries. They're going crazy. So they're popping off. If you freaks don't remember, back in September, England had to step in and intervene. in markets overnight. Um, because the gilts sort of spazzed out. I believe they went over like 5% or something like that. And the pension funds that, uh, essentially, held a bunch of those bonds need to be bailed out directly by the BOE. The...
1: You, you see the Go comments in Zapstream, their... by the way? There's more, there's definitely more than four people there. I think they're, uh... I think the counter just was incorrect on Zapstream.
2: Can you just like not get distracted for two
1: goddamn seconds? Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Continue. I apologize. We're talking about bonds. Who the fuck gives a shit, bro? <laughs> Just stay humble and stack sats. Two hundred seventy nine days. Just stay humble and stack sats. Just fucking do it.
2: I'm telling you, you may not like it. Bonds failing is top of fun <laughs> for Bitcoin.
1: Not my top more of fun. People,
2: huh? More people will learn how to uh, stay humble and stack sats after their bonds fail. But yeah, maybe uh, the situation over. Sorry, in the UK. The uh the guilt spasm is worse than it was last September. So, they have notoriously high inflation right now too. So they're trying to hold rates high. It seems like their bond markets are breaking. Their guilt markets.
1: Um, Do you think you have bonds? Do you have guilts in your. For- Can Americans own guilts? Yeah. Can you like trade that in Charles Schwab or whatever? Can you buy like a? Can I lend money to the? to the british government via charles schwab
2: how do i get british
1: guilts (laughs) in the u.s like you're literally googling it right now right like can we actually trade that shit can they buy treasure they can buy treasuries right can like an average u.k citizen buy treasuries u.s treasuries
2: Yeah, you can buy like a guilt TTF in the US. Not that I would ever, ever do that. we we'll recommend anybody do it.
1: Marty, so you Biden's- heard it here first. Marty's recommending you lend money to dirty politicians.
2: Oh, God. They are dirty, man. I mean, this Biden stuff is, nobody wants to talk about it, but.
1: It's pretty bad. I feel like a lot of people are talking about it. Yeah, but like
2: the mainstream's not covering it. Like, right. It doesn't seem like it. That's actually probably the biggest thing that happened in regards to the Biden corruption this week was the case. I believe the appellate judge from Missouri brought against him about free speech. He's not allowed to contact any of the social media companies. He's got a gag order with the social media companies for what he did.
1: Who does, uh, Hunter?
2: Joe, the president.
1: I just I, at what point do we stop calling CNN and Fox mainstream when Twitter influencers have more views than them, like significantly more views than them?
2: That's a very good question. Um, yeah, we should stop.
1: Like, aren't the blue checks the mainstream news?
2: I I think so. I think my tweet that I sent out earlier this week got more views than than the average. No, you got CNN you got
1: made. as you verified your identity with Twitter and BlackRock, and you got more views than CNN. So you're the mainstream news,
2: corporate corporate media. That's Why aren't you covering it? Ty, Ty is correcting us. Corporate,
1: corporate media, media. okay, because because the big corporations don't own Twitter. No, Elon owns Twitter. Who owns
2: Elon? very metaphysical question.
1: Twitter's um, a private $50 billion company, so we don't know the exact shareholder breakdown. But I have a feeling it's a who's who of the same. Um, who's on my cap
2: table? But we, know who, that know?
1: We, we know who owns Tesla. And the top shareholder of that is Vanguard. The second top shareholder is, is BlackRock. The top shareholder of is- Vanguard is BlackRock. Um. Yeah. And Star, uh, SpaceX is also a private company, so we don't know the exact uh, breakdown of, of their cap table. But I'm yeah, pretty sure Twitter is the mainstream news now, the blue checks. That's Commit. the concern. Commit. Mainstream
2: now. Mainstream. I am your corporate press overlord. Yep because i exactly. got my blue truck
1: that's the point okay
2: <laughs> look and pull this tweet up that's Logan, the fucking point <laughs> this is bidenomics bidenomics a noun bidenomics is about growing the economy from the middle and the bottom up not the top down it's an economic vision where we make smart investments in america educate and empower american workers and promote competition to lower cost small businesses this is a tweet that was sent out by the vice president of the United States Kamala Harris an hour ago they're literally trying to like create their own term Bidenomics they're trying to become like (laughs) meme themselves to some economic fucking menses.
1: it is pretty funny when boomers try and meme they do a really poor job it's bad
2: it's so bad this is the state like, they think this is, like, good posturing politically. We're going to create a term called Bidenomics and give a bunch of meaningless platitudes. It's about growing the economy from the middle out the bottom up, not the top down. An economic vision where we make smart investments in America, educate and empower American workers and promote.
1: The I mean, middle out is from uh Silicon yeah. Valley TV show, like the middle out encryption. The compression, yes. Compression, yeah. Yeah. Uh, middle out, bottom up it nice. definitely doesn't feel like that's the economy <laughs> the economy we're we're living in
2: Logan, your algo is funny yeah, the top response for you is a uh, Sasquatch wearing a shirt that says I am more believable than eight eighty one million votes
1: <laughs> I mean he has a blue check blue checks are prioritized in the comments
2: Logan, you're not blue checked, are
1: you? No, the guy who posted the Sasquatches. Yeah. It's a funny one, though. It's a funny
2: one. Summer doldrums. Oh, that's the other point I wanted to make of the Bonds. Um, <laughs> that is the point I wanted to make. I tweeted out earlier, but traditionally traditionally the summer, you have like sell in May come back and after Labor Day. It's just going to be slow. Nothing's going to happen. You're not going to miss anything. But if the bond markets do continue to spaz like they have today in the United Kingdom and here in the United States, I think that uh, that trend of summer doldrums may, may come to an end here this summer. So the turbulence can start earlier than people realize or would like it to. So a lot of people can get caught with their pants down. Well, they're on summer vacation here in the west so be aware that's why I wanted to bring up the bombs. they're stazzing out at times when people think there's no activity going on in financial markets typically so could get some people off guard
1: yeah I mean that doesn't surprise me yeah. I mean I I should take a summer vacation I haven't taken one in a while I mean
2: just work from where I, we grind here Week in, week out, five years. There's no time. People need to know. People need the information. No time for vacation. Yeah, I've got a couple kids. I've got a wife. They'd like to go on vacation, but... (laughs) Things are so fucked. we got to come in week in, week out. No time for vacation, honey. She's going to love that I said that if she ever listens to this.
1: Yeah, I'm just
2: watching me hang myself right on air
1: <laughs> just trying not to <laughs> no comment ah uh, great some rip next week wait <laughs> yeah we got an in-person rip next week party rip I'm pretty excited for that um, Logan you're not coming to Nashville right Nope. Nope. Logan, are you going to get a blue check? No. There we go. Um, This is a great rip. Uh, Marty, I look forward to kicking in Nash next week. is uh, gonna well. be a great week. When are we going to rip next week? Are we going to still do Thursday?
2: Well, you have to give me the schedule when I'm monitoring the panels so I know.
1: That's and true. You're
2: moderating. like You're moderating, and like, you're, moderating
1: your in, you're moderating at least one panel on Thursday. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it freaks yeah, figure out freaks, just either follow Blue Check Marty or follow me on Noster and we'll let you know when RHR will happen. Um, or come to Nashville and maybe you could be part of the party rep.
2: Gets too hot in that room. You can only have two people on the couch making the well right now.
1: There's What? Oh, the couch is the viewing couch. Yes. But how many can we have in the party room? With a
2: casting couch, we don't do porn. No studio or an anti-porn podcast. Okay.
1: Marty is is the number one porn influencer in Bitcoin. Is that yeah?
2: By that you mean like person getting people away from it?
1: (laughs) Very happy. Very happy. Um, Okay. Well, I look forward to next week. And, uh, yeah, there will be a party rip at an undisclosed time. Boy, we're going to figure it out. <laughs> I have to let Marty and a yeah, bunch of the I other speakers it. know the schedule.
2: Yeah, what? get it to me because I do have to, like, I am trying to, like, record TFTC stuff there, too. I got to know what I'm Wait. supposed to do on the
1: um, You want me to check right now?
2: You can, you can send it. I don't need to know at this moment. But
1: um, You're doing... A lightning and AI conversation at 4 p.m. on Thursday, July oh. 13th. Perfect. So we'll rip. And yeah, you may or may not be doing a conversation on mobile wallets at 11 a.m. on Thursday.
2: So you got me on two panels on Thursday. They were supposed to be super Great.
1: I mean, you're one of the best moderators in Bitcoin and you're coming to Nashville. Like, shouldn't you be on at least two panels?
2: I like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll record Friday
1: then. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm just excited yeah. to kick it. Same. Okay, well, I appreciate you, Marty. I appreciate you, freaks. Uh, resist the blue check. Appreciate you, Logan. Stay humble, stack sets. Peace and love.
2: The